Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Prepare for Impact podcast. I am your host, Connor Bland. This week, I am Jeff, uh, Jeff by Join and Lydia, uh, joined by Jeff and Lydia again. And uh, this week, we are going to be talking about what's going on in mobilization. So this is that special twice a year, um, fifth week of the month sort of thing. And uh, we are excited to tell you about what's going on here in the Prepare for Impact team and, uh, and what's been going on for us. So we hope that you guys will stay tuned and join us. Okay, folks, welcome you two um, to an echoey closet, but one nonetheless. And uh, we are going to talk about what's going on in mobilization. So why don't we why don't we start with the uh, the, the the director of mobilization, Mr. Heffrey Bozel? Wow. Well, we just this uh, week had a uh, kind of a neat thing happen as far as uh, our organization, and that was we had a uh, futures think tank. Uh, meeting where a bunch of us got together and actually one of the topics of that think tank was mobilization so Mm -hmm. we got to look at mobilization in light of who we are as uh, one challenge and in light of what the future looks like and um, you know things that are happening you know all current events possible current events um, and you know what what that what that kind of looks like how can we plan better how can we be better involved uh, so it was a great two days uh, hearing from other people's opinion. You know, sometimes we can just get all caught up in our own heads because we sit sit there together virtually every day of the week and we're talking about stuff that's important to us and we don't know, you know, what other people are thinking. So it's great to hear from other people. Uh, yeah. Actually, the president of the organization, uh, Dean Carlson, who you, you've heard from on this podcast, mm-hmm. um, he was in our group, our work group, uh, working on mobilization. So that was fun too to have his uh, support and in and in his input. As yeah, well. mm-hmm. yeah, it's an incredible way for us to think about some. Well, one, I mean, I find it really fun just because you get to kind of imagine what the future might hold. Uh, you never never really know what that is. There's, of course, we had our three different scenarios of like what the best case scenario is that could happen in the future. A uh, maybe a more neutral look at it, and then like a, oh no, this could be really bad. There's no more OC. There's no more prepare for impact podcast. What are you going to do? Oh, no. um, <laughs> and uh, and and so those are at least for me, and maybe you're the type like I am too that I just really enjoy thinking of different uh, different possibilities, outcomes. It might come and stem from my anxiety, but I feel like that's okay, <laughs> uh, nonetheless. So it's it's a really it's it's cool too that we got to bring in some partners from Canada as well as uh, from the U.S. here. So we had we had some different representation there. Um, and I don't know about you guys. I, I mean, I found that it was really fascinating, really fun to hear about the difference in culture between here and, and Canada. Um, and, and I think one of the big things that I, that I took away from it when we were talking about sort of the culture difference between Canada and the U.S. was the idea that Canada is a mosaic and the U.S. is a melting pot. And so, you know, you always hear about the U.S. being the melting, uh, a melting pot, but that it's when you put it into the reference like we did, it seems almost a little eerie, but that we kind of expect people to come here and, and uh, integrate into what being, quote unquote, an American is, right? So, you know, it's like, well, you got to, you know, say the Pledge of Allegiance, you got to, you know, salute the, the flag, you got to do whatever, right? But um, in Canada, they were talking about how it's very 
um, interesting that different groups of people will settle down close together and then they sort of bring their their um, origin culture and and basically just set up shop in, in Canada in different places. And they were talking specifically about Toronto and how there are different populations that kind of set up um, different sectors, if you will. Not that they're split apart or anything like that, but that's just naturally where people are gravitating to. So I, I thought that was really interesting, at least, when it came to talking about, I mean, mobilization and talking about how it's very different strategies uh, when it comes to mobilizing people because you're not, uh, they're not all coming from the same sort of background, you know, when, when you're thinking about a mosaic model versus, and of course, even here in the U.S., that maybe the more we move towards that sort of, uh, culture that that it might be very different for what mobilization might look like in the future. Right. We can learn from them, you know, because they're already there and yeah. we are moving more towards towards that. So what does that look like for us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, just that the fact that we were able to have an international perspective on it, even though it was still North Americans, um, was really, really valuable for us. I For me, it was really valuable. Because I think sometimes as Americans, we can think that we're the only people in the whole world. (laughs) We act like it sometimes. Yeah. Um, I know I do, too, a lot of the time. And working at OC is a really great challenge for that mindset. But then even just being able to actually have other people from other countries sitting in the room and talking is really valuable. Mm -hmm. One thing we were able to do is... uh, you know, is to look at strategies that we're doing now. So that was one of the things we, we talked about. What are the current things we're doing now? Which, of course, includes this podcast. It includes uh, our, you know, what we do in blogs, our website, uh, how our website looks, what we're, all those kind of things. Uh, the thing, the strategies we have now. But then we were able to also look at, okay, so what are some ideas that we're not doing now? Mm-hmm. And and maybe and some of those. Some of those comments came from Canada, from the representative that we have from Canada on our team, Rick. Shout out to Rick. Shout out to Rick. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, he was very helpful in helping us think through, uh, like, how can we do social media different? Or mm-hmm. maybe we should uh, look at um, hiring or trying to bring in a marketer who could help us, you know, be more visible because mm-hmm. um, that really that's one of the things is visibility how many people even know who we are or what we do and um, in in the old days years and years and years ago uh, we were one of a very few number of agencies and you know it, it most people knew who we were just because of our founder and and that there weren't very many people out there doing the missions gig so mm-hmm. uh, but now, there's there are hundreds quite a few, yeah, yeah. There are agencies out there of, of all kinds of sizes. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to distinguish yourself, if you're going to be visible, if, if people are going to know who you are and what you do, and if they fit with you, you have to be visible. So that we talked about that quite mm-hmm. a bit too. Yeah. And we also, I, I think it would, uh, is important to mention that uh, it was really cool to have different um, age gener- or generational perspectives we had a rough count that somebody said this morning of, of 11 baby boomers, uh, five Gen Xers, and five millennials in this crowd-ish. I, I, I don't think it was an exact number or anything. But uh, that it's it's really interesting whenever you look at, of course, the the, the different opinions, the different views from, from a baby boomer to, to a millennial and, and a Gen Xer as well, that there are 
lots of different um, strategies that we can look at for the future. And, and things that, that we might think of as millennials would be totally different from something uh, from an older generation and, and vice versa. It's not exclusively one way or another. But it's a great way to come together and be multi-generational for us to be able to say, like, what can we learn as millennials from, from the boomer generation, from Gen X, and, and vice versa as well. So I think that it's, a, it's great that, that OC even allows us the opportunity to spend two days to, to sit together and, and intentionally have time to, to really discuss and talk about uh, the different topics we had, which were mobilization was one, but then we had funding and uh, diaspora, which is um, the, uh, the ministry of uh, immigrants. I mean, well, yeah. It's displaced people. Displaced into people. Where we live. Right. And, and probably mostly, mostly in communities, because mm-hmm. that was one of the questions that was asked was, what's the difference between immigration, you know, so and just di- pe- yeah. people coming here and what, what's the difference between that and, and immigrant and, and diaspora. And diaspora. Mm-hmm. So, and it was more of a, well, diaspora usually come in groups. That's where the mosaic thing came out. So then mm-hmm. you've got this, you know, group of Filipinos who have come and they've, you know, they're in Seattle and they're you know, all kind of in one place. They go to a Filipino church. They, you know, so they've kind of developed a Filipino community within the community. Now, yeah. it's not that they're not engaging out in mm-hmm. the world because they have jobs and obviously they're doing that, but but they're very much kind of a, a an ethnic community within the larger uh, state of, of Washington or the West Coast there. So it that becomes more of a diaspora setting than just individuals or families that immigrate to the U.S. Would a good way to describe that be maybe like Chinatown or Koreatown or something like in L.A., where it's just, it's a lot of people from the same culture that have moved somewhere else and really just sort of done the same thing just in another country. Right. So not, maybe not necessarily displaced or or refugees, but, but that they are, they are in a culture other than their home culture, but. They're living in a different. Living in. Yeah. Yeah. Geographically, Geographically. Mm-hmm. different place, but the culture that they live in, they want to maintain from right. the culture that they right. were in before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and you know, that is one of the we we actually uh, one challenge has its own uh, ministry to the United States. Called uh, the name of that organization is Near Frontiers, mm-hmm. and uh, their their main focus is how do we reach out to internationals who are here in the United States, either for school. Or maybe they're maybe they've immigrated here, yeah. uh, and they're in some of those diaspora kind of communities. Or how do we resource their churches? How do we help come alongside them and equip them and train them? You know, so that's kind of their their focus. And um, so it's just you know it's that kind of work. I think that's uh, as their founder would say over and over. You know the the world's at our doorstep, so mm-hmm. uh, we should be reaching out. You know, that's part of that. You know, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth kind of deal. Certainly there's ministry right in front of us, right next door, as well as overseas. Yeah, and that even the planning for that uh, sort of ministry is almost the same as going overseas whenever you're talking about diaspora because it's you're still having to probably learn another language right. unless oh, they, I mean, yeah. especially if they don't speak English. Right, but, very cross-cultural. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's neat. I think something that I wanted to add just about the Futures Think Tank, um, that for me as a admin, 
for part of my life here at um, OC. I get so, so caught up in the now of what's mm-hmm. happening now and what needs to happen now and what I should have done yesterday and mm-hmm. um, allowing the space for even me for me to even think about what is ahead, I think is so valuable because I know a lot of people on a higher level um, do think about that and have the like that's part of their job is to think about the future. But I think for me, sometimes I don't get that opportunity because I do have to make things happen right now. But having that goal in the future of, but no, this is what we actually do want to work towards. Um, Also, we had really good evaluation tools of how to look at some of the ideas that we had instead of just categorizing and going, great, we love all these great ideas, but where do we put them? How doable are these? Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that was shared with us, which I guess is a Google thing, um, is green, yellow, and blue ideas. Green being, it's easy to do, we can get it done now. So here's green ideas. And then yellow is, these are really great ideas and we can do them, but it's gonna take more time and resources than immediate Mm -hmm. answers. And then there's blue ideas, which is in a perfect world, perfectly resourced, we can make this happen. Mm -hmm. But we have to trust God in those ones. Mm -hmm. And so in our team, in the mobilization team, we spill out, well, tons of ideas right. talked about all of right. our strengths weaknesses opportunities threats went through SWAT um, with our current strategies and then we um, really talked about well how do we what are the strategies to not solve but work at those things that we see and so we um, we went through that and then we listed out the green yellow and blue ideas and also to have that conversation with somebody like Dean in the room, and then we also had Debbie Smith, who's in charge of personnel here. Right. Um, those heavy hitters um, to be in that team, but also for us all to be unified in what we said and what we did mm-hmm. was really powerful, I think, for us to know. Because sometimes if you're on a lower tier, like maybe a Connor or an I might be in organizations. <laughs> Sometimes you feel like you have great ideas, but there's no way that anything's going to happen because you have to go through a lot of chains of approval. But when everybody's in unity, it's not really approval. Like we're all there and we're all going to work together to make that happen. So yeah. that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. And the, I mean, like we see Debbie and we see Dean around the office quite a bit, but uh, on a on a day-to-day basis, we don't often get a whole lot of time to interact with them um, on the, the lower tier, or tier uh, well, scale like you were talking about. But to implement ideas. Sure, to implement ideas, but also just like, you know, Debbie doesn't just come and like sit down in our office like Jeff does and we all three talk about, you know. Because Debbie's got seven right. million things yes, to do. She does, and, and I'm not saying anything bad about it at all, but like, that, yeah, Debbie's very busy as, as the director that she is. Dean's very busy as Mr. Presidente. So it's it's totally understandable. But it, like you were saying, just to, to affirm that, I guess, and just that I, I thought it was really great to see two higher up director level and president and the, the president to be able to um, sit down in the in of the choice of the three categories they chose mobilization. So yeah, that, was, that was really that was really great for us. So well uh, guys we hope that you have uh, really enjoyed this uh, peek into what we do here on the Prepare for Impact team. This is just a it, it was a way too special of an event for us not to talk about I think right. uh, and right. and so it was 
uh, something we wanted to share with you. Uh, by the time the next one of these comes around, we'll we'll have a whole lot of other things that we could be talking about. This could probably be like a four-hour podcast, honestly, if we really wanted to catch up on A happy on Black everything. Friday, everybody. Yeah, happy, <laughs> happy Black, Black Friday. Friday. Hope uh, that I don't you're... know how many of you may have gotten out, you know, at yeah. two in the morning and gotten in line somewhere and waited in the that bitter cold. That doesn't really cold. happen anymore. But, I've done it. Yeah. I guess I did my I did PlayStation once. last year. I did do so it. if you're standing in line right yeah. now waiting I, for that yeah, super sweet deal, just uh, be happy that we post these at midnight so that you can uh, <laughs> yeah. you can check them out. Or you are already back in bed because you did it on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. So, I just remember the love of Jesus. Nah, the love yes. of Jesus out there. And our t-shirt campaign. Yeah. That's yes. on Bonfire okay. so, right now. Bonfire. Right. Check it's, it out. We have a bunch of cool OC swag that is prepared for impact as well. It's a great uh, bridge for us to, to kind of connect um, with you guys, with OC, to show that we haven't broken off and broken away, that we're still a part of OC very much. Um, and uh, it gives you guys an opportunity to, to rep this uh, hopefully cool to you podcast that you guys have been faithfully, faithful, faithfully listening to. So uh, check that out while you're waiting in line today somewhere. You just go to Bonfire. Um, and uh, you can type in prepare for impact and that'll show up or, or we'll have a on, link. Click on shop. If you look, click on shop, then we'll show up down there somewhere. Yeah, and we'll also have a link in the description. So you cool. guys will be able to check that out as well. Um, we also have Jeff Bozel's new book that came out uh, a month, two months ago now. Uh, 31 Days for the Kingdom. You can find that on Amazon or you can reach out to us. You'll get a uh, a discount for said book if you come through us and if you want to buy books for a lot of people, maybe some people in your life uh, around Christmas time who are considering missions, uh, please check that out as well. We have some bulk pricing that we can offer you as well. Just reach out to us on our uh, any of our social media pages, which is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Prepare for Impact. You can also go to our website, which is prepareforimpact.life. And you can also email us at mobilization at oci.org. In any of those methods, we will be sure to get uh, you in touch with Jeff so that he can uh, get those books out to you. They're, we're really hoping that by uh, January of 2020, not hoping, we, we plan to in January 2020 uh, to go through that book together. Uh, and so we hope that we can kind of create some, uh, some relationships with some of you who are listening, a Facebook group, and uh, be able to go through that book together and talk about kind of the, the missional mindset as we, as we consider those 31 days uh, for the kingdom in January. So again, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys on Monday for another episode of SIP. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.